I drank the ship Kool-Aid. I probably, I think I've used that phrase before in, in multiple, probably every single one, but ship really is, I drank the Kool-Aid. So if there's any way I can give back to like, here, I want you to drink the Kool-Aid. I want you to see how it influenced me to be where I am, how it's influenced other people. And like, I want you to truly feel the impact. And if I'm able to even just influence one person, that is just, it means the world to me. I think the biggest thing is seeing that, talking about, right, that Kool-Aid, I love ship, and seeing it affect my world is growing to a nationwide level, to the government level. We're in a learning about what SHIP does and how it's influenced people. They probably heard like, oh, I heard somebody talk about Kool-Aid. I, I really, it, it's so rewarding. My cup is like overflowing at this point right now. So, okay, where did I put the Kool-Aid now? <laughs> is there some, you know, towels? Can Procter & Gamble give me some, some, uh, some bounty towels to clean up all of this, please? Also not sponsored by Kool-Aid or Procter & Gamble. Hola familia, I'm Alex Waite, the producer of SHIP Out Loud. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I've been known to step in front and host from time to time. And today is one of those times. I'm excited to welcome you back to the podcast where we amplify the voices of Hispanics in STEM. Today, we're continuing our series, 50 Stories for 50 Years, with our third episode. As you probably already know by now, in honor of our 50th anniversary, we are releasing a new episode featuring the origin story of a defining ship member each week. If you missed our first two episodes, absolutely go back and give them a listen. You'll hear from Julio Grappa and Miguel Alemani, and their stories do not disappoint. But this week, it's time that we hear from our first ship Tina of the series. Today, we're joined by Emily Ann Vargas, who's a current PhD student at USC studying material science engineering and former vice chair of SHIP's National Board of Directors. Emily Ann has been with SHIP for over a decade now and is considered no less than SHIP royalty around here. I was able to sit down with Emily Ann at the convention this past year in Salt Lake City, and this was actually my third time interviewing Emily Ann for the podcast. I was really excited to have her back because she's not only an incredibly smart and talented engineer, but she's one of the kindest, most genuine people I've ever met. And pretty much anyone who has crossed paths with her will also agree with that. In this interview, we talk about why Emily Ann can't quite seem to quit SHIP, how she's seen SHIP change over the past 10 years, and what she hopes the future brings. She'll share about trailblazers she admires, the time she went to the White House, and why this last convention made her so emotional. It was a joy to speak with her again, and I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. So let's dive right in and listen to Emily Ann speak out loud. So Emily, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to be back. You are one of my first interviews that I got to do since being a part of the SHIP podcast. And I have to say, I've always been able to remember that interview because of, and I don't know if you remember doing this, but we talked very briefly about how uh, my son wants to be an engineer. I remember, yes. And you said to me, whenever he wants to talk about space, I'm here for you. Yes. And... I have not gotten him on Zoom with you yet. I will someday, I promise. But I have never forgotten that moment. And I am so, uh, so flattered by that. And yeah. speaks speak so much to who you are and um, all the... And, Don't make me cry. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll do that later. <laughs> but you are ship royalty around here. Everyone knows your name. Oh and I was watching, a, there was a promo video going on. I was like, oh, there's Emily Ann. Uh, so excited to have you back here. For those of you who don't know you, give us uh, the quick elevator version of who is Emily Ann. Sure. 
My name is Emily Ann Vargas. I'm a PhD student currently at the University of Southern California studying material science engineering. I've been involved in ships since 2013, and I'm at my 11th convention, so full-on decade of being in ships. So it's really crazy to see how everything's changed so much. Um, and I've been a part of different roles on the local, regional, national level, with my most recent role being on the National Board of Directors as the vice chair. And that was really cool and very intimidating being the second student to have ever held the yeah. position, also the youngest one. But I've loved every minute of it. You know, ship has truly changed my life and I would do anything for ship. I drank the ship Kool-Aid. Yes. I probably, I think I've used that phrase before in, in multiple, probably <laughs> every single one, but ship really is, I drank the Kool-Aid. Absolutely. Yeah. And for those of you who want to hear more of our conversations previously, both of your interviews are up on the Ship Out Loud podcast. So definitely go find those. We were talking briefly right before we started recording about how we're also excited about the 50th anniversary of SHIP. And you mentioned something that being within SHIP, drinking the Kool-Aid for 10 years, you feel like it's completely changed your life and you can't imagine your life without SHIP. Just a 10th, or just a 10th, you know math, right? Yeah. One-fifth. One-fifth. Yeah. I, I do. Anyway, is that math 10 out of 50? I can't do math. I've We'll scrap this part. 50 years. Seven years out of the 50s. So, yeah, one fifth. Okay, I can do math. Yes. I don't know what I said the first time, but the fact that you got confused made me feel yeah. so much better because I am not an engineer. I or... found the the higher you go in academia, the less mental <laughs> math you can do. So, I'm here all, okay, I can't calculate the tip for the, you know, the restaurant that I just ate at, but hey, I can do the partial differential equation for whatever... The, thing you're trying to solve maybe maybe we'll just depends <laughs> i got a calculator on my phone i would usually break it out in a situation like this but you know we're trying to be professional out of the 50 and i'm like hey, i just removed the zeros and look exactly, look exactly. Yeah. Uh, we all get nervous on the, on the big lights on mm -hmm, stage mm -hmm. uh so a one one tenth oh my god i did it again i gotta stop saying the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> such a small part of ship's life but such a big part of your life just talk to me about how you can't seem to quit ship. Why is it that you not only keep coming back, but never plan on leaving? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I think the biggest thing for me is I'm first generation. Uh, I describe myself again. I'm going to repeat something on okay. previous podcast, but I describe myself as being American with the Cuban parts. Um, so first generation, my family's from Cuba. I, I can empathize with my parents coming to the United States without knowing anything because I felt something similar going into university without knowing anything. I didn't know what a PhD was. I didn't know what anything was. And SHIP was there every step of the way. I had heard of SHIP actually in high school um, when there was a friend of mine who we used to compete in math competitions together for fun. I know this nerd alert right here. Uh, we would compete in the Safe summer. space. This we, is ship. We would compete together in the summer. So that was what we did for fun. Um, I was a math lead and the, no longer, lead, but um, I found out that he ended up going to Florida State University where that's where I did my undergrad. And he had mentioned ship to me when I was trying to choose uh, universities for undergrad and mentioned the entire thing. And then I went to their first uh, general body meeting. Anywhere that there's free food, of course, everybody's going to go to. So I went to that meeting and I felt like 
my eyes just, just, I don't know, they had such sparks in them to where I said, I have to be a part of this organization that I in any way can involve because, wow, these people are so cool and they look like me mm. and they look like me. I had never met an engineer my entire life. Um, I like to say that my dad being uh, an unofficial engineer, given he's has a full experience of remodeling homes, had his card for pure experience, everything you could think of um, without the engineering degree. And so then seeing actually people that look like me engineering field and have made it, that was just such a pivotal moment for me. And I think I probably mentioned this in a previous podcast. And I remember when I met my first professional engineer mm -hmm. ever, and it was Jay Flores, um, who's uh, actually at the convention here today. He had him on the stove oh, earlier. Wonderful, He's fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah, Jay Flores was the first and professional engineer I've ever met. And he actually didn't know that until I think I told him for what I met him in 2013. And I finally told him that last year. Wow. <laughs> and he didn't know that. And so those sort of things, like everything was a first for me. Mm -hmm. And having people that looked like me, that can empathize, that can navigate me towards the direction of success was really where I saw that as essence of familia that everybody had talked about. I was like, okay, here familia this, familia that. I actually felt it. And mm. it just... It just felt so homey to me that I didn't feel that in any other organization that I was part of. Not even in high school did I feel that. I was very involved in multiple organizations, but this was just such a different feel. But because, you know, you can have some professional organization that can support you technically, especially when you're trying to advance in the degree you're pursuing, so on and so forth. But having an organization that can not only help you out professionally, but then can help you out with how to navigate a space that isn't necessarily made for you and how to take care of yourself, how to grow yourself emotionally, physically, mentally all throughout that process of, you know, undergraduate, postgraduate, whatever route you may take. It seems like SHIP is kind of the, the puzzle piece I didn't know I was missing in my journey. And it seems like this puzzle piece, no matter, like, not that I've ever tried to get rid of it, but it seems that every single chapter in my life, I've been able to fit that shit puzzle piece in and I don't ever want to get rid of it. Like I still have the old ones, right? The old puzzle pieces. And I want to keep those with me in my pocket because those were a part of my chapters and to where I am today. And ship was there every step of the way alongside my family. Can't forget the family and the parents and stuff like that. Um, you know, they, they listen to me. They can understand us going through difficulties that they didn't truly understand but then I had people that understood exactly what I was feeling and there's so many trailblazers here that I'm so fortunate to have gotten to meet literally the first C-suite director of, of R&D for Procter & Gamble Miguel Anamani who's the interim CEO he developed the pamper and, yeah. you know the braid on the tampons uh, the tampons and things like that I'm like wait I know this person. That's crazy. I've never in a million years would I ever think I could meet someone like that. And so seeing that ship has been so many firsts for me. And all of those firsts have been something that have brought me to the next level. Mm. And that's something that I can't ever step away from because I want other people 
to feel exactly what I've felt all throughout this journey to where I am today. So if there's any way I can give back to like, here, I want you to drink the Kool-Aid. I want you to see how it influenced me to be where I am, how it's influenced other people. And like, I want you to truly feel the impact. If I'm able to even just influence one person, that is just, it means the world to me. So. Thank you for sharing a, a bit about that journey with us. I want to hear about how has it changed? How has it grown and evolved over your time here? What mm -hmm. What are the biggest changes you've seen? Right. So I remember going to my first convention. It was in Indianapolis in 2013. And mind you, I didn't know any of these companies' names. I think the only one that I knew was NASA because of sure. living in Florida my entire life. NASA, the Space Center, and things like that. We'll talk just about the career fair exhibition hall alone. I felt like a kid in a candy store that was like three stories high and you could have any flavor of anything you could think of. It was just so overwhelming as a freshman just seeing all of this. But there were so many people willing to help out. And I met some incredible people in my first year of just being in ship alone, um, both on the uh, on the local, the regional and the national level, which is really cool. Again, slowly getting into the mix of the things that are going on and being observant as to seeing how these things are impacting on the operational side of things, the tactical side of things, and then the strategy side of things. It always fascinated me to just be like an eagle, essentially, and looking at how everything was, how everything ran. And I went to NILA. It was my first NILA in UC San Diego in 2014. And that was where... I heard all of these professionals who have been in ship for probably since the beginning with Rod, maybe it's not all of them, but um, there are a lot of folks there that I heard their stories and I heard how this change was going to impact uh, what they knew and how it would change for the future. So then seeing that and hearing these things, it gave me that different perspective of how ship has, you know, it was so teeny tiny, so small then. And so when going through college and undergrad, I was fortunate enough to be on the regional team and my sophomore or junior year, whichever one, I think it was my junior year. On my senior year, I was on the national board of directors as the undergraduate representative. And on that, that's when I finally got the full spiel of yeah. everything going on. And man, it was just, I needed a bowl of popcorn to kind of just fully immerse myself and understand what was going on. That was when I learned so many things about like Robert's rule to how the structure of just board meetings work. And not to mention, I'm in a room with a bunch of executives. I don't even remember how old I was at the time, but here are all these executives first and everything, you know, bringing up these points and things that I didn't even know was happening and seeing that evolution of where those things they talked about back in what, 2016, seven years ago, and to see them implemented today. It's just, it's just mind-boggling, like, wow. So that stuff we actually talked about did happen, did happen. Right. You know, some things are long-term plans versus just, you know, discrete moments that, oh, we can do that tomorrow sort of thing. A lot of these things took time, right? And then the appropriate personnel. And that was something that I saw ships slowly start investing more into the ships. The ship staff, they're incredible. Like, oh my goodness, they're they're so knowledgeable, so sweet that they're the ones that 
run the organization and make sure everything is in fully functioning order. And then also they care so much about the membership. Um, I've spoken to a couple of the ship staff that said, wow, this is the first place I've ever worked where it was just feeling that familia aspect that I told you all, uh, told you about before that they felt it. And I didn't have to even influence them mm-hmm. on that one. They found it on their own, which is just incredible. Seeing staff members want to become lifetime members of ship, regardless of their backgrounds, if they're engineering, STEM or not, they want to be lifetime members of ship. They want to be a part of this mission, a strategy and that has evolved so much from when I was on the board back in 2016. We had a CEO search at the time, which was really cool to see how that uh, unfolded. And I was a part of the second CEO search in uh, 2021. And so seeing the differences and just even that alone, it was just incredible to see the influence, the dedication and the perseverance of folks that made it possible to ensure that the future of SHIP was in the right hands. And that is something that I think the staff, they have a huge component to that. The board of directors, they're doing this. They don't have to do, but they love doing. They want to give back to the community and everything. And they're a huge component to this success. And so I want to give a shout out to the SHIP staff, you know, the National Board of Directors, and more than anything, the volunteers. The volunteers who do all of these things, make events like the SHIP convention happen, you know, and behind the scenes, make all the things uh, work in fully functional order. I've been to conferences before where it's just, you could see it's an absolute mess. There's a Cuban phrase like tremendo roco mango, which means it's a rice with mango. So imagine a mango is really messy as is and then throwing it a rice. It's just, mm-hmm. even, it's just a disaster. Right. So the, all these people combine forces together to make things like this happen. And, you know, like I said before, the membership was pretty stagnant for a bit, but once got the engine running, the momentum of folks that were hired for specific things. And we got more volunteers to assist. We got more board members that were able to provide different perspectives of how to take the strategy and the, and the vision, vision of ship to the future, to where we are today. It's just absolutely incredible. I think that, yeah, like I said, um, being on the board twice, it gives you a different perspective of how ship has changed on the high level and then also being a member myself yeah. because sometimes some of the uh, board members aren't actual members that started off straight into undergrad right you know i've lived through all of that so i can speak on behalf of the members at least how i felt at the time the things that i noticed and how those things have changed and i'm all wow i am so happy this thing that bothered me so much that happened in this one event or whatever it's changed so much better. The, the overall experience for ship members, whether it be just at a convention, whether it be just all year round, has changed and is absolutely changed for the better. Seeing ship and the, the new strategy that was just established not too long ago, it was a part of, and I always forget that I was a part of that <laughs> until later on. I talked to um, the board chair and said, Yeah, you helped out. I was like, Well, yeah, that's okay. I did do that. I'm just you know, on half a brain cell, like most of the time, especially, you know, as graduate school just starts picking up the face and whatnot. But then seeing where it is now and then what the plan is for the future, I'm all, that's going to happen. Everything they said, 
Some things take time. Of course, patience is a virtue. But then seeing how ship, I think we're close. To, I think there was a meeting that we're almost at 18,000 members, which is insane. Insane to me because when I joined ship, it was probably maybe about 6,000 or something like that. And it remained like around the 9,000-ish range for the longest time ever. And then slowly we saw exponential growth when, again, like I mentioned before, all of these people were the puzzle pieces to make ship that full picture. And it's just truly incredible to see that. Wait, not only are we at the biggest convention to date right now, but also the membership is increasing too. And like almost 18,000. That's insane. It was just 10,000. I don't know, maybe less than three years ago. So the fact that 8,000 people were like, I believe in shit. I want to be a part of that. I want to drink the Kool-Aid. Probably didn't talk to Emily, but drink the Kool-Aid somehow. Yep. It's just so awesome. So, so we've talked about how impactful it's been and how much ship has grown and how many more lives it started to impact. We have 12,000 12, people here at convention. 12,500 something. I'm 12,500. Yeah. And climbing. And it just puts in perspective that ships on its trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. So what is it that you're excited about for the next 50 years of ship that you will no doubt be here for? Yes. I think the biggest thing is seeing that, talking about, right, that Kool-Aid, I love ship, and seeing it affect my world is growing to a nationwide level, to the government level. I think that is where things are truly going to fully just change all for the better. Because, sure, we have the local chapters and everything like that, people that believe in ship and everything. And we slowly started growing our presence. And that's a part of our strategy of having that presence on Capitol Hill. And shout out to Mariana. Mariana is a big influence on that to make that happen. We were, in fact, just recently in April invited to the White House. And what? Wait, I got to go to the White House. I was one of the people chosen to go to the White House oh. to be on the Office of Public Engagement. I got to talk to these incredible people, people from the National Science Foundation, from NASA that rep represent on the government level. And I'm all, wait, what? They actually will know who we are now and see the impact it's made on our lives and want to help us. And we were the only organization invited that one for that full experience. Normally, they invite a bunch of organizations at the same time to kind of kill a bunch of birds with one stone. But we were the only one, which was awesome. That, said, that just spoke about the caliber of not only all the folks that made that happen, but then how interested the Capitol Hill and the White House and the government were, were in learning about what SHIP does and how it's influenced people. They probably heard like, oh, I heard somebody talk about Kool-Aid. Hmm, let's be <laughs> interest. Let's Who could that this. have been? Yeah, exactly. So I think that's probably one of the most exciting things for me, being able to get that presence. And hopefully everyone knows what SHIP is. It becomes a household name, if you will, especially because the Latinx Hispanic community is exponentially increasing in the United States. I forgot what the number specifically, but I think the population is going to more than double by like 2025. I forget 2050. But anyways, 
there's going to be so many of us. And the fact that they will get to know what ship is, starting from the inception of time from the you know elementary school level, like for instance, your son knowing about this organization through you, that's just mind-boggling. I wish I would have had that. Yeah. But seeing the future have that just like brings so much warmth to me knowing that, wow, we are doing it. We're making it happen. I want the world to know who we are. Anyways, the aspect of seeing ship become nationwide is what I hope will happen. And I'm really excited for that. Well, we've talked about the past 50 years, the past 10 years of ship and how excited you are about this trajectory and future. And talking about the past and talking about the future, I want to just take a moment before before we close, uh, real quick, can you give me a story of the present? What's one story that you could share for us that you've had at convention this week? At convention this week? Oh my goodness. Well, I guess there's multiple stories that I'll just compress into one that people will co have come up to me. They recognize me. To be quite transparent, some of them I don't fully remember their names There's 12,500 something of yes, them. It's exactly. okay. But I, a lot of people I've met throughout the years and seeing them evolve to become the next recruiters, to becoming professors, mm. to becoming just creating their own companies and things like that. So I think the biggest thing for me that has been just so heartwarming and that has filled my cup because I've been needing a filling cup situation for quite a bit of time. And but I think the biggest thing is so many folks have come up to me and they're like, you probably don't remember this at all. But we had this conversation one day. You helped us establish our chapter, mm -hmm. our ship chapter after it was dying. You're the one that did this sort of things. And that got me into my PhD program. You helped me write my personal statements for that scholarship. And again, you didn't know how much that changed my life. And these are the folks that co are coming up to me saying that to me. And I'm just, it, it just, it makes me really emotional. Because I'll, like, again, I, I do the best within my boundaries of trying to help people out. And then thinking something that I just thought was, was just a quick thing and hearing that impact or just hearing somebody hear me talk about in a podcast or go to a presentation I've given and then they remember it six, seven years down the line. And they've gone up to me. It's like, oh, do you remember that presentation you gave at UC uh -huh. Irvine or UC Riverside? You spoke about all these things and that wow, it changed my perspective, all that stuff. That's, I think, the multiple experiences that have the common theme into what I've had at this convention. And I, I'm i just so blessed. I, I really, it, it's so rewarding. My cup is like overflowing at this point right now. So, okay, where did I put the Kool-Aid now? Let's do it. Is there some, you know, towels? Can Proctor and Gamble give me some, some, uh, some bounty towels to clean wow. all of this, please? Well, Emily, thank you so much for not just being here again to inspire us and encourage everyone in, in your familia, but for being a part of SHIP for the past 10 years. And I know that the SHIP's future over the next 50 years will be very bright and in part because of you continuing to pass out the Kool-Aid for as long as you can. Yes. And so thank you so much for, for serving 
serving your family here at SHIP and for joining us again today. Yes, no problem. Also not sponsored by Kool-Aid or Procter & Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you, everyone. Well, Emily Ann, thank you for bringing such enthusiasm, kindness, and optimism to SHIP. We are so lucky to have you as a forever member of our familia, and we're so glad you drank the Kool-Aid over a decade ago. As a reminder to everyone, we have so many more great ship stories that we are excited to share with you this year, right here on this platform. But if you ever do miss one, we're archiving all of them on our website. You can find them at ship.org 50 stories, and the link will be right here in the description, so go check it out. Also, if you're looking to meet up with some of these featured leaders in person, definitely consider joining us at one of the 2024 Regional Leadership Development Conferences, or as we like to call them, RLDCs. These regional events meet our members where they're at, literally. We bring national knowledge and expertise to accessible local conferences. This year, we're going to be in California, Indiana, Texas, and Florida. To learn more about these, go to ship.org engage and register today. To learn more about SHIP, go to our website, www.ship.org, or our social media platforms listed below. And to become a member today, click here and use the code POD22 for 10% off. Make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast wherever you listen so you get your weekly ship stories throughout the year as well as the ship YouTube channel where some select interviews will be posted for you to watch, not just listen to. And remember, you belong here and at every level of the STEM industry. Cuídate, familia. <laughs>